Season 3, Episode 15, Missing in Action. Kanda, do you have a minute? Yes, of course, Morris. For you, any time. Thank you. But I have some news that fills me with dread. I need to share my thoughts with someone. I'm quite beside myself. Oh? Well, what's the matter? Well, one of the younger girls didn't turn up for a show, and it's definitely out of character. She's a lovely girl, and I'm very worried. You know how much I fuss over the girls, and she is so new to this game. I had a sixth sense for when something is wrong, and it's definitely ringing now. I questioned some of the other girls, and they are completely at a loss. Oh, so you don't think you might just be overreacting? Perhaps she just ran away, or got cold feet about the whole performance lifestyle thing. No, no, it's definitely out of character. She's been so enthusiastic up to this point. She's been helping to make her costumes, and Jude has been helping her refine her look. It's all been going swimmingly. Well, until yesterday. She even had a small party with some of the other girls coming up. She was really looking forward to it. That does appear slightly strange. Has anybody checked her home? What about her family? Well, Jude and Rita went over to the flat and there was no answer. I called her home but got a very curt reply from her father, basically saying he wanted to have nothing to do with him and for me not to call again, otherwise he is going to the police. Charming. In this day and age, you would have thought the old prejudices would die. I'm afraid not. I actually didn't realise it was so bad at home, otherwise I think I would have requested accommodation at the inn. Hmm, yes. Sometimes us oldies forget how difficult coming out can be. And what a terrible toll it can take on a young person. Oh, what was her name? I'll get Rudy to get the cherries involved. Stage name or real name? Better give me both. Okay. The stage name is Monica, and her real name was Peter Dalton. He lived at Talbot Place. Was that the family home? It's a bit of a rough area. Oh, no, not at all. That was his small flat. The family home was from the owner's cabin. Ah, posh boy gone to the dark side as far as his parents are concerned. Doesn't sound like we'll get any support from them. Rita and Jude went around yesterday. Couldn't get an answer. They then got Jacinta to break in for them. No sign of him at all and no disturbance of the apartment. He just vanished after he left the retrograde on Thursday. Well, you know we look after our own, Morris. I'll have a word with Rudy. I think we should get Alex and Sharrow involved too. In the meantime, we'll get some of the young cherries to do a search of the alleyways. Okay, Gander, thank you. As always, I'll let you know if I hear any more. Morris, don't worry. You're not on your own with this. You have a full team on the case now. You go grab a drink at the bar. I'll call you in a couple of hours. Thank you, Gander. 
but I think I will need to get back to the office. The girls need to see me and we have a show to put on. Good idea. I think we need to keep this log key for the time being. No announcements at the show or anything, okay? Okay. Max, where are you? I need backup. I found an alley. It's narrow. It looks kind of spooky and dark. Probably a garbage spot goes on. Doesn't need much lighting. They use infrared. Be with you in five. Hold until I get there. Oh, it stinks in here. Looks like the sort of place to do bad stuff. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, this is not good. Can you smell that? It's a garbage corridor. Of course it smells. Yeah, but not this kind of smell. It's musky like death. Oh, I can't see anything yet. I'm putting my headlight on. That's better. Look behind those cardboard boxes. They look like they've been deliberately piled up. No way. Don't touch anything. Put on your gloves. Remember what Rudy said about contamination? Okay. Okay, here goes. Oh, look, I can see a leg. Oh, the smell! Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Don't you dare. Look, just pull away the box so we can see a face. We need to identify the body. Use your implants to do a face recognition. Oh, stink. One smelt never forgotten. Oh, shit. Tim, look at those eyes. Put the boxes back in place, carefully. Don't touch anything. Let's just back away, carefully. Sergeant, code 1078. Roger. Is it what we expected? Yes, I'm afraid so. The uh, uh, target is in a garbage bot service alley. I'm sending my location. We'll hang around at the face end to stop any onlookers. It's in a jurisdiction zone, but close to the edge. Roger. Sending team. Mum, we have a 1078. Bad news. We are going to need a crew to establish the scene of the crime, and I think this is one for Slim and our two detectives. Okay, soldier. I'll convey the bad news. Look, can you deal with the security aspect while I deal with Gandra and get the others over? Also, keep this low-key. We're civvies. We don't want the press on this. We need to keep this news in-house, okay? No leaks. Yes, ma'am. I'm on it. Costas, we have a job. Gander, the very worst news, I'm afraid. Oh, no. What happened? Was it an accident? Look, we don't know. I've issued an order to secure the area in a very low-key way. Troops are in civvies. I've just sent the location. Okay, thanks. I'll get Slim and our two detectives down there. Trachaminia. I've got to go and tell Maurice and the girls. Shit. Gander, I hate it when we lose one. I feel responsible. Shit. We're supposed to be protecting them from all this stuff. Rudy, we do our best and we have a great record. 
But obviously someone has figured out a way of cutting through our defenses. We need to fix the fort and find the killer. Agreed, my friend. Well, we're on it now. It's just a little too late. Jacinta, could you please get the cherries back up to the mouth of the alleyway? Perhaps just put some tape out of the side of the main street, but across the alleyway. I don't want contamination of the scene. Alex and Cheryl, we have some fairly ghastly business. Are you going to be okay? I can't have people being sick or otherwise not performing. We're good. We've been to quite a few crime scenes, Slim. Okay, because we are going to do this by the book. Is there any other way? Slim, Sharrow, can you just pull back? Jacinta, can you get the cherries up by the tape? Everyone just stand back, please. I just want to 3D scan the whole area and take micro-images before we disturb anything. Thanks. Say, Slim, you got any of those nose filters? Sure have. Here. Thanks. Okay, just talk me through what you can see here. I'll add my notes. Well, looks like she, uh, he... Goddamn, what do I call the victim? Well, I spoke to Sophie and she thought that the victim was very feminine. But she said he still wanted to be a male. So I think we respect the wishes of the dead. Well, I see a male body. Looks like it has been moved and then hidden under that cardboard. Blood on clothes. Looks like knife wounds. Then he bled out. Killer probably fled the scene once they moved the body. You see the blood trail? Yeah. The evidence is consistent with a body being dragged semi-conscious from the mouth of the alley and then dumped. Once we have our scene of crime evidence, we get the body back to the dock for a post-mortem. Do we have a body bag? Jacinta has one, and we have transport. So as I was saying, you need to collect the evidence and go from there. If Alex concentrates on the photometric and data-centric, I'll do the collection of any trace materials. I have bought my kit. You're the biologist on the team, so are you okay with getting the biological evidence? Sure, I've got plenty of swabs and sample containers. Can I have a couple of shoe covers, please? Who do we have that's good with the latent fingerprints? Well, I believe Costas did a course last year. She has been keen to get out here with her fingerprint kit. Geez, that's a little grim. But then that's Costas for you. Say, Slim, is that a shoe print on the thigh? Yeah. I think you're correct. It looks like a man's boot print. Alex, can you get some pictures of this detail, please? Of course. Hey, hey, get this, guys. So, Costas, after she did the basic fingerprint course, she was trying out her skills on Gander's whiskey bottles. <laughs> Gander was convinced that somebody was stealing her whiskey. So, Costas used so much cyan acrylic that the candy got stuck to one of the bottles. <laughs> she wasn't happy. I'll bet. Did they find a culprit? No, but it kept Costas happy for several weeks. <laughs> Say, Jacinta, could you arrange a, a detailed finger search of the whole alleyway after we move the body? And could you also get Costas over here with her fingerprint kit? Say, in about an hour? Jesus, let me sure. She's like a girl guide on a windy day with that bloody kit. She could contaminate the scene. Oh, don't worry. We'll get her in the last thing and control where she sprays and fumes. Mate, I've been
trying to do that for years. She's not a skunk. You sure? Alex, are you done with this location around the body? I want to move some of these boxes. Jacinta, can you get a large sample bag and, and then bag those boxes up and seal them? Roger that. Okay, I'm done at this end. All captured. Uh, Slim, you might want to see if there's evidence on the cardboard before you move it. You think I hadn't thought of that, you young whippersnapper? I'll have you know I hold a crime scene analysis certificate. Class one. What do you have? Same. Sorry, Slim. Didn't want to teach you to suck eggs and all that. Alex did a scene reconstructionist course when she was in the CIS investigation division. Oh, does she now? The more I find out about you two, the more I think we have a lot in common. Sure. Well, if you get bored of propping up the bar and riding your horse, then look us up. Well, that's unlikely. Unless that cold-hearted machine Miss Ghost completely cleans me out. Say, could you hand me the sample bags? I use micro-tweezers. Don't worry, I'm not using any ultraviolet. Well, at least until you have all the samples you need. Once I've done a sweep, I'll move them so you can swab them. And then Costas can have her ghastly way with the evidence. At least it will get her warmed up before we move the body. Oh, jeez, will you look at that? Who would do such a thing? Look at those lacerations. Some evil bastard, who we will shortly bring to justice. That's who. Now, let's get focused. We only get one chance at this, so let's make it good. So, as you can see, this is a lateral sweep of the scene. Hold it there. Oh, will you look at the poor boy? Yes, three main lacerations. A violent attack. What is of note is that the nature of the cut would indicate a folding knife. Vibranium blade, I believe. I've seen this cut before. You mean personal experience? A long time ago, Gander. But they all deserved it. <sighs> That's what they all say. So, how familiar? Intimately. It's consistent with the killer pulling the victim from behind, then spinning them around and slashing them. It looks like a weak slash, though. The first two didn't inflict the mortal blow. It was a third that did the damage. Dr. Seaton, what are your thoughts on this? The body was about eight hours old when it was discovered. It'll take an hour either way. So she, sorry he, was dispatched late in the evening of Thursday. It was a struggle. See, see these contusions here? They are consistent with some sort of hammer blow to the skull before the Vibra Blade finished him. Was there any sign of a rape or other sexual activity? None. No evidence of penetrative sex, no seminal fluids, nothing. The one strange thing that I could determine is that the victim was already dead before the stab wounds. The wounds were made almost carefully, and then the weapon was moved around inside to do the most damage. The killer was not frenzied at all. 
Death was from two blows to the head as mentioned. There are circular contusions consistent with a hammer attack. So, my question is, why bother to make the knife wounds? Thank you, Doctor. We appreciate your help. It's a ghastly business. If there's anything else I can do... I will be in touch immediately. The other strange thing was that the body had been arranged. Head towards the head of the alley. Legs apart towards the entrance. It was almost like the body had been arranged for display. We should know more soon. As you know, we are awaiting the laboratory results on a number of fronts. We have a long inventory log. So we have three different labs working on this. Oh, Pinky's friends. Well, if he can be said to have friends. But yes, it's not going to be cheap. I don't care. This is a direct attack on our own. A disgusting, mutilating murder. And we don't spare any expense to get to the bottom of this. Understand, everyone? Alex, did we collect the entrance profile to this alleyway in the 3D? Yes, we did. And it's a perfect spot for an attack. Narrow, dark, unassuming. It'd be the best place. A quick knockout blow, then drag the body into the alley to finish them off. So, there are scuff marks on the shoes? Anything on the concrete? Yeah, exactly as you might expect. Hence the hypothesis including a blood trail. That means the killer had to get close. Probably had to have spoken to the victim. It's not a complete stranger murder. No, but I don't think it's family or partner, neither. It's, it's something in between. Very few kill those they don't see or don't know at all. But poor Monica was a drag performer, so lots of people would see her. Could it be someone that perhaps come to the retrograde? This person watches the shows, picks a target, then does the deed. Perhaps. I would venture that. It's a strong probability. Either way, we need to up our security game. We need comprehensive and full monitoring of all public areas. Our detectives can examine the existing footage from the bars and see what they can see. I think it's time to set up a few more cameras, though. They'll need to be hidden, of course. We don't want to scare off the killer. The actual killing was by multiple methods, i.e. hammer, then knife. In other words, it was not a clean kill. Now, I've done some cleaning in my time, and this was definitely amateur, not professional at all. It looks ritualistic, but considered. The killer was basically stabbing and slashing unnecessarily after the victim was already dead. That implies something about the mental state of the killer. This is a nut job, not a hired killer. Hmm. I'm thinking that I need to have a word with some of the other owners around here. See if any of their staff met with a similar fate. This looks like it could be a sequence to me. I think I should have a chat with Maurice, his girls, and extract as much information as possible. Good idea, Shaz. I'm fairly close to Jude, and I know she was friends with Monica. I'll see what I can find out first. Then you can come in and perhaps see if I have missed any questions. I have been <coughs> whipping Pinky into getting results as quickly as he can. No expenses spared. I will pop over tomorrow and see how the little rat is doing. Perhaps whip up a little exhilaration. So, you guys, looks like you all have things to do except for me. Alex, no, you're with me, and I need Zed's expertise. 
I need you both to work with Rudy and beef up the surveillance and security in the main bar and the entrance and corridors. We also need some state-of-the-art facial recognition. No expense spared. I really want to catch this bastard. And cameras will be our first line of defense. Zed, buddy, looks like you and me are heading down to C&C. Well... I'm bringing my sandwiches because I know Rudy's briefing sessions and the food situation down there. Ooh, you could starve standing around those hollow tanks. Agreed, old buddy. Sandwiches it is. Can't plan on an empty stomach. Oh, let's sneak in a couple of beers. Piss Rudy off. Well, it's your funeral. This episode was produced by Melanie Blizzard and written by Melanie Blizzard. The voices you have heard were Adney Ekendeo playing Sophie, Barry Howarth playing Maurice, Helen Ekendeo playing Alex, Joanne Oliver playing Rudy and Seaton, Miles Clifford playing Reuben. Mitzi Clifford playing Max and Jacinta. Robert Kettens playing Slim. Stephen Cameron playing Zed. Vivian Braybrook playing Gander and Sharo. Angel and May is produced by a not-for-profit actors group. Any funds contributed via Patreon will be 100% allocated to future products.